0: He gets to the quarterback he seems like the kind of guy that the easiest to look for like this is Boston scott and you're listening to the birds dancer podcast
1: i'm living in that 21st century doing something mean to it do it better than anybody you ever seen do it screams from the haters got a nice ring to it i guess every superhero need his theme music no one man the
0: ticking i just count the hours stop chipping, i'm tripping
1: off the power what is going on eagles nation welcome to the latest episode of the birds banter podcast this is your host matt loopy you can find me on instagram at matt loopy 11 on twitter at matt underscore loopy and you can follow the birds banter podcast on instagram birdsbanterphl and on twitter birds banter make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform One of the biggest Eagles podcasts out there. Thank you so much for the support and tune in today. Today we are doing part two of our full Eagles mock draft. We have Markel Owens coming back on, a writer for PHL Eagles Nation. He does awesome work. Make sure you check out the guys at PHL Sports Nation and PHL Eagles Nation on Twitter and online if you want to read the articles. But uh, we got a great podcast in store today. Last week we did part one which is rounds one, two, and three. We covered four picks for the Eagles. They have four picks in the first two days of the draft. Really um, some intriguing picks, some top talent guys that the Eagles can land those f- top four picks. Make sure you tune in and see who we think the Eagles will come away with um, after fr- or Thursday and Friday of the NFL Draft. If you're listening today that the episode drops, it is Wednesday. We're one day away from the start of the NFL Draft. I am super excited. Can't wait to see where these players are are going to go, and draft day is one of the most exciting days of the entire NFL season. So hope you guys are along for the ride, and uh, tune in today for day three, one of the most important days of the NFL draft. We're going to go through rounds four through seven. The Eagles have a ton of picks. I think that we went through six or seven picks for the Eagles. No trades, but we addressed a lot of needs and found some great players, some gems, late round gems for the Eagles to pick up, take advantage of, and hopefully be a starter one day. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. As we head into round four, um, we got some more players on the board. And like I said, there was some, <clears throat> excuse me, there was some defense alignment that I liked later in the draft on day three. And here they're starting to pop up. One that I really like, Jalen Twineman from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Patrick Jones as well. They're a great duo. And, um, you know, here we're starting to get Sean Waite. I, I know you're a Ohio State guy. I would love to get your take on him um i am not the biggest fan but round four round five i think that's really good value if he can turn his career around he didn't have the best year in uh 2020 and then we got hill from mississippi state i think is another great running back to keep in mind so those are the guys that stand out to me markel what you thinking right now round four
0: all right so first let's give you this this sean wade thing man Oh, it breaks my heart every time (laughs) I talk about this kid, man.
1: He was a top 20 pick, man.
0: Yo, I was just about to say, imagine, just think about how you felt, how we all felt about Carson heading into the season Mm -hmm. after last year. Like, what could have possibly went wrong? And then anything that could have went wrong, went wrong. Everything went wrong. And you just sit and look, looking at the end of the season like, How did you do this? Mm -hmm. Like, I was heartbroken when he opted out. I mean, I understood from a a scouting standpoint, protect the the stock. Yeah. Should he have stayed opted out? Probably. I understand why he came back. I mean, the the opportunity to win a championship is probably bigger than a draft stock to him, honestly. Mm -hmm. But, man, he... I just, it's like a tale of two players. And I personally think the big difference in these two players is how he was aligned like a year ago. And you can make the argument, it's easy to to look this good when you play beside two first-round cornerbacks and Damon Arnett and Jeff Okuda. Mm -hmm. But I personally think that you could have put him beside any two cornerbacks as long as he was aligned in the slot. He is yeah. a nickel cornerback. Ohio State tried to deploy him as an outside cornerback against outside talent, and he got exposed, for lack of a better term. I think a team that uses him in the right form will come away with a really good player. Like, mm-hmm. he can play some ball. He's, he's not as bad as the tape made him look. He just often got caught out of position because he doesn't need to be checking players like that. Especially the bigger guys. And I mean it's not like he's a smaller guy, but in terms of the physicality, he's just not quite there yet.
1: Yeah. So I mean,
0: possibly I mean, like you said, he has to be drafted at some point. Possibly in the fourth or fifth round, a team takes a flyer, but we're talking about a guy who was a surefire top twenty pick at some Mm -hmm. at one point. It's kind of crushing, honestly. But As you mentioned, Jalen. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Jalen Twyman, big Jalen Twyman guy, I actually had a chance to watch Jalen Twyman grow up. Not necessarily grow up, but for lack of a better term, grow up. As you know, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. He went to school at H.D. Woodson, which is actually down in the Washington, D.C. area, won okay. three national championships down here, was arguably the most dominant player on that team. You couldn't run the ball, you couldn't throw the ball, you just, they didn't lose. Mm hmm. And it was primarily his, by his reasoning, when he about when he came to pit, it was a lot of the same thing, man. Like uh, one name you're gonna mention here mentioned often when you hear about Jalen Twyman is Aaron Donald, and
1: yeah. it's not just
0: because they both went to Pitt. Like he was this close. Like if he would have came back to play this year, he probably would have broke a whole lot of Aaron Donald's school records. Right. They're, First, they're very round for sure. in terms, Yeah. They were very similar in stature. Like they're not really the biggest guys. Like that's probably what scares a lot of people about them. Like it's not often that you come across Aaron Donald. And yeah, just like Patrick Mahomes, everyone wants to find the next great player at the person that at a position that similar that similarities are some some similar to someone else. But you still got to keep a common sense frame going and. His smaller frame is something that probably scare a lot of people, but like I like I mentioned earlier, you can't really deny results. And he gets to the quarterback. He seems like the kind of guy that the Eagles look for. Like when I was going through a mock draft earlier, I just had to go do my research to make sure to see because I know like his build is what they look for in terms of get after the passer, pretty good in the run. But just when you think Fletcher Cox, you think Javon Hargrave, Those are pass rushing D tackles. Yeah. But then I had to go search them up and see how far off in frame they were. And, I mean, obviously, Jalen would be the smallest of the three. I think Jalen came in at 6'2", 290, versus you got Fletcher, who was, I think they said 6'4", 290-something. And Javon was a little heavier, but he was a little shorter. So, I mean, he was kind of like a middle ground of both of them so I guess it all depends on how they feel in the building about his size but I mean at this point we just say this team selected Devontae Smith so do they really care about size? it's true obviously production over everything and I mean based on Howie Roseman's background that is true it's always been production over everything like they don't really Upside is a plus, but they don't really care about upside. It's more so, what can you give me today? Although most people don't really give them anything
1: today. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So um, my top two for this pick would be, and we're at number 123 overall, Twineman, or I'd even go Kylan Hill, running back from Mississippi State. Again, addressing that running back position. Um, Sean Wade, I like. As a fit with the Eagles, I think he could be a draft pick, but I would target him later in the fifth round if uh, he's still on the board. So, Markel, who are your top two? Are there any similarities that we have here?
0: We should have thoughts on Marvin Williams.
1: Uh, Tackle out of Florida State. Yeah, I don't know too much about him, but uh, I've heard great things. Haven't got the chance to watch him yet. Um, But, yeah, he's definitely in play there. Do you like him more than Twyman there?
0: Um. I wouldn't necessarily say I like him more than Twyman. If it was up to me, I'd probably take Twyman. Mm-hmm. But I do think his versatility would give the Eagles interest because at Florida State, they played him across the board on the line. So, I mean, I guess it depends on how bad they want the versatile player versus how much they want to stick to their normal pass rush to tackles. Again, my preference, i probably take Twyman at this point, but it's definitely an interesting conversation.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some talent there on the board. Um, Also, uh, other Pitt teammate, Patrick Jones there, if they want to target a DN, but we'll go with Twyman here. We're addressing the defensive line for the first time here in round four. Definitely an underrated need for the Eagles this year, especially DN. They only really have Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham. After that, Josh Sweat, who hasn't really been a starter yet in his career, and then Nothing past him. Um, defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. And then after that, not really a whole lot. Uh, maybe they brought back Hassan Ridgeway, but there's not a lot of talent, especially with Malik Jackson gone. We're on the clock again. This is round five, pick number 150 overall. Um, so a few names that pop out right now. Um, so we got, like I said, uh, Patrick Jones. We're not going to take him right now. I would, I would doubt unless you really like him. Um, Rashad Weaver, another pick guy that pops up, had a great um, off season with Senior Bowl and everything. And um, <clears throat> now we're getting into more defensive players. Here is where safeties are starting to pop up, some more cornerbacks. Um, you know, Markel, what are you thinking here in round five that the Eagles could target? There are some needs that still need to be filled, but we're seeing a lot of defensive uh, players right now.
0: So. There are two people, two players that catch my eye, particularly on this board. And the first name is Ambry Thomas, cornerback out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big – can't believe I got to say this, but I'm a big Ambry Thomas guy, despite the contrary yeah. of me being an Ohio State guy.
1: You say Michigan. But
0: this kid, he's a baller. He He's definitely a baller. I think that this kid would be a day one or day two type of guy if he just didn't opt out this year. Mm-hmm. Like he's – He's exactly what people think. Well, I don't want to say think because I'm a big – I don't want to call me a, myself a big Caleb Farley fan, but pretty good fan of what he did. Just now my cup of tea in terms of what my team does cornerback wise Yeah. But, I mean, I think he's a mirror image of Caleb Farley. Very mm-hmm. good in man coverage. Caleb Farley is a little better in his own. But Ambry, very good in man coverage. He – does a really good job baiting you in using his size, man. Because he's so so fast and so tall and linky. I believe he's six two. That he makes you look open just to his recovery speed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just to put himself back in a really good position, man. Like like I said, if he would have came back and not opted out for this year, I don't know what gave him the impression to think that one year film would be enough to keep him as a day one pick, but he definitely will be a steal for some team later in the draft. But the other guy that catches my eye right here, Caden Stearns. Big Caden Stearns fan. Caden Stearns, man, former five-star recruit, former All-American, I mean, uh, Army All-American, Texas kids, growing bread, so it's not surprising that he stayed there, went to school. The kid, man, he just... Has a good feel for zone coverage, man. Like I mentioned about Trayvon more he's not quite Trayvon, but Trayvon, like, in terms of his his abilities to be very good in, man, I mean, in zone coverage in the back, whether you use him as a single high safety or as the split safety, he's going to give you some production, man. He just has a good feel for what's going on around him. He communicates well with the cornerbacks. Like, they pass off player to player very well he was a leader on the defense man he his whole thing that probably why his stock has failed so low is that he struggled with some injuries like as a freshman the bar was set so high like I said five star recruit came in was big 12 all the uh, all big 12 rookie of the year man made an all team like he, it was not much more than you do to improve to where he was going. Then the, mm-hmm. later that year in the big 12 championship, he hurt his knee. So left, left him out for the rest of that season. He came back, hurt his knee again the next year missed four more games. So it was like durability is certainly an issue with him, yeah. but when he was on the field, he's such, so fun to watch, man. Such a talented
1: kid. Yeah, man, I agree with you. And I think, the defensive back position is going to be similar to what we saw with wide receivers last year last year in the draft eagles came away with four wide receivers three were draft picks and then one was the trade with Marquise goodwin he didn't play but the intent was to have him play in 2020 just didn't happen Mm -hmm. so the eagles are so depleted in the secondary safety's okay they can definitely line up week one with their safeties um anthony harris roddy mcleod was recovering from that acl tear and then kayvon wallace was the draft pick last year in the fourth round so they do have some names back there. Unfortunately, they're missing Jalen Mills this upcoming season. But um, corner, I think, is a position that they have to draft at least two guys. And um, they have a they have plenty of picks to do so, and I agree with you. I think Ambry Thomas is a fantastic pick here. The Eagles can double up on corner. They got Iffy already, get Ambry Thomas, and I would like to see the Eagles address this need earlier on in the draft. We got Iffy in the third round. And then Ambry Thomas in the fifth, I think would be a great addition. You don't want to delay this and get a guy in the fourth and the seventh or fifth and sixth, because you want guys that can actually play if they have to come in. Um, I think Ambry Thomas could be a guy that comes in and plays. And like you said, I think his draft stock has fallen just because he didn't play in 2020. So um, that would be my pick. Are we in uh, consensus there?
0: Um,
1: Just two things. Yep.
0: Uh, Like you said, Ambry Thomas is certainly a guy that can come in and produce for you today. I do think that Eagles fans have a bit of a worrisome at the cornerback position, not just because we've been starved for legitimate talent at the position for years, at least up until the point of Slay. And then before that, Asante Samuel. So that's about a decade of difference. Mm -hmm. But what I don't think many Eagles fans understand or at least acknowledge is during that time, there wasn't really one defensive coordinator that we had that quote unquote protected their cornerbacks. Right. When you think back to Bill Davis, um Jim Schwartz, just about every defensive coordinator we had left their cornerbacks on Island mm-hmm. versus Jonathan Gang. They don't really like the Eagles are gonna run a whole lot of cover two, two man under, like things that give them quarterbacks help over top. So I don't wanna say that cornerback isn't as important as a need to them because they definitely want people that can come in and produce but I think they're looking for a certain style which is why I think guys like Effie and Bree would be really good because they're the tall slinky athletic cornerbacks that Jonathan Gannon was looking for. The guys that can be physical up front with you and you don't have to worry about them getting beat over the top because they should have helped schedule being over the top. So I, like you said, we shouldn't, while well, the Eagles shouldn't wait to the fourth and the seventh to take their cornerbacks, I think what we got ours at, and what's this, three and five? Yeah. Like, wow, that might alarm some Eagles fans. I think that's probably around the same range. While wow, they would probably love to get, come away with one of the top guys in the first round. If they don't, this will probably be the range that mm-hmm. they set settle, settle for. But yeah, really good value. Before we settle in on that, I, I mean, he would probably be the, Andrea would probably be the pick for me, but... What what are your thoughts on where you go? Chauncey Golson. He's one of the guys that we picked in the uh the first Eagles Nation mock draft that we mm-hmm. did. Um, he's a real high motor guy though. Don't doesn't take plays off. For sure. Those things you can't teach. Explosive at the snap. He uses really he has really good hand usage. Um his senior bow was really good. He had a really good senior boat. We should have did, did some wonders for a stock.
1: But yeah. I agree with I you. Think I think D. N. Is, is, is a position that they need. They need a target, so uh, it's definitely in play here. Um, I do like in the same sentence you can put Rashad Weaver in there too. A great senior yeah. bowl from him as well. Him and Goldstein definitely taking advantage of the opportunity that they had. And Iowa has been historically really well with uh, defensive linemen, so I think that would be a, an awesome addition. Even though the Eagles just took um, an interior defensive lineman the round before, according to our mock draft here, so. Yeah, definitely in play because you're seeing now round five some really good uh, DNs here on the board.
0: But like I said, if I had to put the preference, it'd probably be Ambry.
1: Yep, let's do it. Because, like we say,
0: all the receivers that's in a division, you can never have too many cover guys, man.
1: Yep. So we're going to move on. We got Ambry um, filing in at pick or round number five, um, the cornerback from Michigan, really filling out that defense right now. Our last four picks have been defense, actually. Um, The Eagles still have some needs. Um, You could make the argument, maybe offensive line, if they want to target that again, wide receiver, they're probably going to come away with two guys from wide receiver in this draft class. Um, We're starting to see some more receivers and running backs pop up. We are entering round number six. I think the Eagles have three picks here. Um, Markel, what do you think with the board right now? Um, with the board right now,
0: actually some interesting names left. The one that really catches my eye is Demetric Felton. So mm-hmm. Demetric Felton, while Draft Network has him listed as a wide receiver, which makes sense given his senior bowl week, he's electric in terms of, route running and things like that. But I think he could be used as more so of like the similar vibe as the Naeem Hands, how the coach use Naeem Hands, yeah. how they use chose to deploy him, whether it be from the backfield or as the slot man or just out wide period. Just Special trying teams to get him in space. Yeah. Just trying to get him in space, get the ball in his hands and give him the opportunity to make a play. I think there's definitely a, a guy like that, that will – be a, a huge fit in Sirianni's offense. Um, you see Puka Williams up there. The Eagles mm-hmm. the Eagles can use the running back. Puka, a lot, a lot of people aren't going to be very high on Puka, man. And I think that's just a, a, a case of him going to Kansas. As we know, Kansas hasn't really been the best football school in the last few years. You had to go back a while to actually find out some good Kansas ball. But Puka was the one bright star in, on a Kansas football team, man. So, oh, oh, definitely a productive player, man. was the heart and soul of the offense? Mm-hmm. And I think would be he definitely could be a, a guy that can give Miles Sanders a rest. As you mentioned earlier, I'm not sure the Eagles' long-term plans for Jordan Howard, but surely they'll be looking to add a running back at some point that could – of significance in the near future given that Howard, like man jordan howard even said himself that he felt th- he thought his career was basically over he had no market yeah so it's only you can only imagine how long that this will probably last or the road that he probably put he boiled it in um another interesting name amir smith from iowa He's a nice blend of speed and route running and size, man. He runs re- pretty good routes, pretty faster than someone his size should be. He's actually 6'2. He uh, brings in a lot of special teams quality. My whole thing about this, though, is I, I, as you mentioned, you would think the Eagles would come away with two receivers. With I'm not quite sure about that because, I mean, wow. The Eagles basically got close to nothing from them guys last year. The Eagles did invest three round, three draft picks in the right. wide receivers. Right. And that makes it, what, four draft picks invested in the last three years? Five of you add Devonta in now? Yeah. I don't think that Howie Roseman would keep investing in capital, especially when you take into account, as you mentioned, I mean, surely Doug Peterson played a factor in how the wide receivers were being deployed. And honestly, I completely forgot. Until I remember, I seen a tweet a couple while, probably a couple couple months back from Pierre. I know that you had him and Derek on the mm-hmm. other week. Shout out to the guys, but from Pierre, where he reminded, me, he was having a conversation with someone. He reminded me that Doug Peterson was the offensive coordinator for that Chiefs team when they had went seventeen games or sixteen games without one wide receiver scoring a touchdown. So oh. he has a history of wide receivers. Not producing basically. Yeah. yeah. So That's a good point. I mean, as some we should expect more production from the position this season, and it would be interesting to see just how much Doug Peterson or the other coaching staff played a role in this.
1: Yeah, definitely agree with you. So I I want to echo you as well. Demetric Felton I think would be a great pick. Puka Williams like him a lot. Um, You've seen Shaq Atoni. I like him, the defensive end from Penn State. I think he would be a good Mm -hmm. pick as well. Um, Looking at the top here, Josh Matterbaby, wide receiver from Illinois. Man, when I first watched him, this was a few months ago, not saying that he is identical to this player, but when I watched him, reminded me a lot of A.J. Brown. Just the Mm -hmm. way he ran routes, uh, explosion after the play. I, I liked him a lot, and I think... When I watched him, he was graded as round six, round seven. Now, after an awesome pro day, he's rising. I think he would be an awesome pick. Um, but right now, like we're seeing, there's a lot of wide receivers on the board. Um, Eagles have to find who picks or who fits the team the best. And I think Dimitri Felton would give them that X factor. Um, Jalen Darden is another one that could play the slot, the explosive, and be a permanent turner. Um, that's very good value right now being a returner because Eagles don't have one. Um, So Felton, maybe even Darden, um, Puka Williams, I would put them as my top three. If you had the three of them, who would you take in round five here? Or round six, I'm sorry. Mm. Possibly Puka. Okay, let's do it. We're getting a running back. So now Miles Sanders gets some help. We're going to go back to not necessarily running back by committee. Miles Sanders is still going to be the clear-cut number one, but definitely going to give him a rest and uh, make sure that the Eagles have a full three-dimensional running attack with Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and Puka. And uh, you can throw in Jordan Howard in there. Um, Here and there, you also got Boston Scott um, in the mix. The Eagles have back-to-back picks right now. Um, But another thing to mention, Nick Sirianni, they they ran the ball a lot with uh, the Colts they had, you know, Jonathan Taylor last year, they've had um, Marlon Mack, he was injured last year, Naheem Hines, um, Jordan Wilkins, they've had great running back. So Sirianni will definitely be pounding the table to get some running back help. Um, On the clock, round six, two picks in a row. um, We're seeing some similar names here on the board. I like Jalen Darden a lot. I think he should be one of these picks. Is there anyone else that catches your eye? To be another another pick in round seven or round six. I'm sorry,
0: round six. And possibly Dak's mine, mm-hmm. but that my whole thing with receivers and players like that, and it's especially in this instance because. You can make the argument that he was the best receiver of what's possibly the number two pick in this draft. Was it you? Was it him? And then you add into the fact that their like their toughest opponent was Coastal Carolina. Right. I mean, maybe you can make the argument that maybe UCF, who they dominated, they really dominated UCF, so that was probably a really good win, and. should i mean i don't want to say give him the credit that they deserve but just the coastal carolina game left a bad taste in my mouth because that defense thoroughly outplayed that offense that mm-hmm. night and that's really i don't know it was just a question of performance for lack of better term but from the rest like the rest of his season including the game against ucf that that was a really, he had a really good year. It's just, I don't know, the level of competition scares me, I guess. Yeah. And in the two games, like, you, I basically saw two games where you played against quality competition, and there was one game where, okay, this is what I want to see, and the other game where you kind of was invisible, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But. Shit thoughts on say uh, Serrat.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. So these guys, um, they're all grouped together, ironically, but Sage Surratt, Jalen Darden, Cade Johnson, I think they would all be they're all different receivers, but I think they would mm-hmm. all be really good picks for the Eagles, Jalen Darden being um, you know, that slot receiver. Cade Johnson, um I'm gonna mention him right now. He's from South Dakota. Um, I forget who said it. One of the draft analysts said that he's one of the favorite, his favorite wide receivers from this draft class, which Says a lot coming from a fifth, sixth, seventh-round talent, Um, but he's definitely an intriguing pick there. Um, Can play multiple positions, but might be limited to the slot as he starts to get accustomed to the second level or the next level in the NFL. Um, But I do like the wide receivers here. Um, I think all of them would be great picks. Um, Darden, I'm leaning towards just because he brings that return value. Um, He can be the slot receiver to help out Greg Ward, but also return punts.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. So how, how long, a leash do you think Greg Ward has on the slap for his position, especially now, given yeah. we have a new coach at staff?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's been solid. He's been a security blanket. But at the same time, it's like you can't settle for average for too right. long. And I see the same thing with Avante Maddox over on the defensive side of the ball. Just because the Eagles are thin at cornerback doesn't mean that Avante Maddox is going to be the future nickel for years to come. He's He had a good rookie year. He was moved around after that quite a bit. I think he's going to find his niche as a uh, slot cornerback, but he's not a game-breaking corner, similar to Greg Ward. He's not a great game-breaking uh, receiver. So there are going to be better players out there. If you have an opportunity to um, improve, you got to do it. Definitely. So we're going to go with Darden here at number 224 overall. Eagles are back up on the clock at two twenty-five. I I honestly think that the Eagles could trade one of these picks just to make sure they're not picking back to back. But um, you know, we've taken the wide receiver. We have two receivers now. Um, How about you? uh, You select this next one. Who the Eagles going to target? We got some edge rushers. Uh, If they trade back, we can scroll down a little bit see who else is on the board. But um,
0: so got a pretty good couple of interesting names here. You got D.J. Daniel, Trayvon Grimes, Paris Ford. Mm-hmm. D.J. Daniel, as I mentioned earlier in the mock, probably the one Georgia corner that I feel really good about. Big knock on him between everyone else. He didn't test very well, which makes sense because he's not a phenomenal athlete by any measure. He just plays the position well. He has good mechanics, good technique. He uses length to his advantage, but I think but at this measure, do you think the Eagles would take a flyer on three cornerbacks in the draft? I mean, they did draft, draft three by receivers last year, so it's highly possible. But do you think it's a chance that they take a flyer on three cornerbacks in this draft? Now, granted, all three of them feel the mode, fit the mode of what they're looking for.
1: Yeah, I think and it's – Absolutely a possibility. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you go, man. they, uh, like I said before in the podcast, they can't man a defense right now, they don't have the corners mm-hmm. to do it. They can't line up week one without having 400 passing yards go against them. So, I think just filling out, and there's a big difference between depth and numbers, you don't want to just fill out a cornerback's depth, depth chart with free agent signings or late round draft picks undrafted free agents with guys that are just a cornerback They can't fit your team. You want to make sure you have depth. So they're going to come in and um, actually play the position if they need to. So I think that's definitely a possibility. DJ Daniel, you mentioned Paris Ford. I want to talk about him a little bit. I think DJ Daniel is someone I would lean towards just because there is a big need at corner coming from a big school. He did have success there. Paris Ford is interesting. Harris Ford was, I would say, second to fourth round pick. And then all of a sudden, as pro day, he was the worst one there at Pitt. He did not perform there. well at all. Um, it was it was really bad, a really bad performance. Um, I was shocked. And from people that I've talked to, so basically, he, um, he didn't play this past year. He opted out. Mm-hmm. And... His mental is just is not there. Um, he was very had a bit very big ego about um, himself. Thought that he was definitely going to be a first or second round pick, and just didn't put in the work in the offseason. and it showed. You got a guy like um, I'm a Pitt fan, so I know more about them. But um, Jason Pinock, he's a corner from Pitt, and really wasn't on many people's radar. And then he outperformed Paris Ford and more and now he's in round three, four, five conversation and Paris Ford's the one getting bumped down. So the town is there. He can definitely play ball, but is that someone you want to bring in if they're not going to be committed to the game?
0: Like that was my whole thing with him because like you mentioned, obviously he's a, he's a talented guy. And I mean, when you're gonna be that brash, you would think that you wouldn't be that inconsistent for lack mm-hmm. of better term. Like, then I have questions around it. Like, I don't want to call them limitations, but I feel like he'll get bullied at the next level. Yeah. Like, there's only so much he can offer a team, at least at the, at the next level, and that was okay at Pitt because he was, I don't want to call him the leader or, or tone setter, or maybe I should say he, he the was, tone yeah. setter, the mm-hmm. defense. But coming into a league where everybody's the best player on the team now, like, it just seems like he spent his entire life as the best player on the team. Yep. And now, when you come into a part where you're no longer going to be there, you're just another one of the guys like, what do you do exceptionally well for you to be put over the
1: top, basically? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he could fly around the field and he could play well. But when it came to actually working and using his, using his brain, he wasn't there. So I would stay away. I think when I first watched him earlier in the year, I knew of him, but I watched him more because uh, just preparing for the draft. And I was thinking, man, this kid could be special. I think he could definitely be a replacement for Rodney McLeod. Uh, free safety really hard hitting i think he could be fantastic Mm -hmm. and then the draft day or the pro day happened and then i heard a little bit more information about him and i'm like that's you can't you can't look at the talent and disregard everything else so i'm staying away let's go with dj daniel we're gonna fill out this cornerback room and uh you know we got three corners now i'm pretty happy with that i think that's definitely going to happen and um We agreed that the Eagles were going to take a quarterback. So let's just look at the quarterbacks right now. My top guy for the Eagles is actually top on the board right now, KJ Costello um, from Mississippi State. Ian Book is another one, but he's definitely not. uh, You know, you might get him as an undrafted free agent. Who knows? What quarterback would you take? There's two picks left, but we're just going to take one now in the seventh round um, as a developmental quarterback three behind Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. So, me personally,
0: this guy isn't actually on the board right now. I'll give you a guy that's on the board in a second. But I mentioned on Twitter quite often, if there was one quarterback, the Eagles would probably be linked to, I think it's Jamie Newman. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's just like the typical Holly Roseman pick right there. High quality traits, high quality production in school, man. He still has work to be done. Just because you have the talent the is there doesn't mean he has it all figured out. And it really, I don't want to say broke my heart, but it gave me a headache trying to figure out who gave him advice to not go to school. I don't know if he didn't want to compete with JT Daniels at Georgia because I think he could have beat him out. But he got some bad advice from somewhere for him I don't know. Maybe I I generally seem to forget, tend to forget that it was a COVID year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you got to take that into account. Maybe it was just health reasons, family, and that was the case. But I do, I would like to say that his stock would have went skyrocketing through the roof, had the world, had the opportunity to see him in Todd Monkton's pro style offense. Because as I mentioned, you had all the talent in the world. You basically put Wake Forest on your back when you were there and show that you can win games or be competitive in games that you shouldn't win. Now that you come in and perform it, but she was doing all that in a spread system. And now that you had a chance to come perform in a pro style system to basically compare you for what you're gonna see at the next level, it kind of just was disappointed when you get a chance to see him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But out of the know. Guys that's up here, one name that sticks out to me is Felipe Franks because I would like okay. to know the relationship as we know, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, Felipe attended Florida at a point.
1: Mm, okay.
0: And I, I, just, I, I just looked into it. I wasn't able to find much between him and Brian Johnson. So I don't know necessarily what their relationship oh. was there. But I do know that Felipe, Felipe did have, like, he was inconsistent, but he had some productive games at Florida. Like, he yeah. started off really hot really had I was a big fan initially and he got hurt and he came back lost the job and of course switched out but I mean I was hearing some behind the scenes things that this basically made it seem like he had some growing up to do and it sounded like for the most part he got that done in Arkansas mm-hmm. so but it seems like the things that he's talented at and the things that Byron and Brian Johnson likes to do was like a, a perfect match. So it was kind of yeah. confusing why it didn't work out initially, but I wonder if he would, he would lobby for him in any way, shape or form given their history.
1: That's true. Yeah. There's definitely connection there. So we're, uh yeah, we'll go with Felipe here just because we're not going to, you know, split hairs over a quarterback in the seventh round. <laughs> the Eagles are, they're going to get the guy that they want either fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, Guaranteed to take a quarterback, I'll say that. They only have two quarterbacks right now. Unless, um not really sure what, uh, who's the player? Khalil Tate? Yeah. Um, I think he's going back to quarterback. I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. I
0: saw I say something about that on his social media account, yeah. but I could have sworn last year they said he moved to receivers. I, like, yeah. I don't
1: know. Might be moving back. I, I don't think he's going to make the team either way, but they might have um, three guys in the quarterback room already. So, Last pick of the draft. We're going to go. We're going to look at our picks that we've made. So um, the Eagles so far have taken Devontae Smith, Creed Humphrey, Ify, Chaz Surratt, Jalen Twineman, Ambry Thomas, Puka Williams, Jalen Darden, DJ Daniel, and Felipe Franks. Uh, we got three, no, two wide receivers, three corners. Um, we're last pick here, last Eagles pick. What do you think there's a lot of wide receivers on the board so it shows that the eagles can wait if they didn't want to take darden in the sixth they could have mm-hmm. waited um got someone else the similar names are on the board um but now we're also looking at undrafted free agent guys so um anyone that stands out as the last pick here
0: mm-hmm.
1: i can go to you your line for a second okay
0: Oh, man, you has gone. Okay. Mm. All right, you
1: can go back, though. I think this might be an opportunity for them just to, like they did last year, take a linebacker, a DN, similar to what they did with uh, Casey Tuhill, just a man on defense um, to help out mm-hmm. fill both positions. So, we see some DNs on the board. Let's look at linebacker real quick. Um, see if anyone jumps out. Um, nothing crazy. Remi- reminder, we're in the seventh round, so yeah. not going to be uh, elite talent here. DNs. Oh, got a guy. All right, let's so hear it.
0: We should post some Tyron Jackson.
1: I don't know much about him. Yeah. Um, I, I've definitely seen him from Coastal Carolina, but uh, let's hear it. What you got?
0: All right, give me a second. I'm going to put up our our team's scouting report on him because this is a guy we also touched on in our first mock draft for the Phil okay. uh, Eagles Nation. But just to give you a quick rundown for him, the Coastal Carolina guy, heart and soul to the team, man. Like really came along, really came along towards the end of the year. But in the BYU game, basically caused wreck havoc mm-hmm. on what's the guy's name? Zach Wilson. Wreck yep. wreck havoc on Zach Wilson, man.
1: Yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, um, as you're pulling that up, I'll just uh fill in here so they, we haven't taken a d end yet so the eagles definitely need someone to come in they don't need to really play first year eagles will have josh sweat coming off the bench um maybe joe Ostman will make the team again so they have some numbers there but uh you want to make sure you have the depth for the future the eagles have had a solid defensive line for multiple years and then it kind of is slowly decreasing Um, as the seasons go on, so if the Eagles want to get back into contention in two to three years, the defensive line is something that needs to be developed uh, starting right now, so that could definitely be Taron Jackson um, for the pick here in the seventh round.
0: Well, it's not trying to load right now, but basically, to give you the run down and turn. Pretty good pass rusher, man. Really, bring a team, give a team some quality rushes. I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that he become a next the next superstar or anything, but he he definitely come, can come in and help a team, any team today, as a sub pass, a, a sub package pass rusher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really strong guy, man. Strong, like really strong. Doesn't hard for offensive linemen to... Get a good grab on him for lack of a better time. Right, he has this pretty decent hang usage. Could be better. Um, I'd like to see him go have another go-to pass rush move though. But I mean, as a sub-package pass rusher, he's got time. You only getting a handful of snaps a game, so whatever you can give us, especially for being the last pick in the, the draft, if anything helpful.
1: yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna go with him. Um, great things. I'll definitely have to look into him more. Um, watch him a little bit more. I know Coastal Carolina has pretty good D linemen. I know uh, you know CJ Brewer went back. He was a really good defensive tackle there. So I'll make sure to watch him. So just to wrap things up here, um, Eagles full mock round draft seven rounds. Devontae Smith, Creed Humphrey, iffy Chaz Surratt, Jalen Twyman, Ambry Thomas, Puka Williams, Jalen Darden, DJ Daniel, Felipe Franks. Taryn Jackson, real quick before we get off, Markel, what grade would you give this uh, draft for the Eagles from A to F? Um,
0: probably a B, B minus.
1: Yeah, I was thinking. I mean,
0: nothing well. too flashy. The most flashy pick would probably be Devonta, given that's the Hasmond Trophy winner but I think that we came away with a lot of guys that, A, especially at the cornerback position, could be real prime-time players for the Eagles in years down to come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to say that the Eagles would have had the best secondary in the league or anything, but given what I know or what we know about Gannon and how they would like to operate, use a whole bunch of cornerbacks, man, love to rotate their guys. So, as long as we got guys that can come in and keep the the machine rolling, then we're certainly in a good spot. Creed Humphrey, probably my most favorite pick in the draft. Got to find it. like, for years, we've been sitting here trying to figure out what we're going to do about Kelsey. And, I mean, thankfully for years, he's been pushing it off, helping us. But, I mean, at some point, he's going to have to hang it up and we're going to have to make some decisions. And I'll send you over a link to this tweet I seen. Well, basically was showing his roster, his rash scores, which basically is like an athletic testing of players. And they basically showing how Creed Humphrey literally was the most athletic lineman since Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Like wow. literally. Like, I don't think that the Eagles can ask for a better player. I mean, probably Landon Dickerson, but in terms of production and going from one player to the next, Crete Humphrey is about as good as it gets. Not to mention, Jalen, if anyone's happy about this draft, Jalen Hurts is happy about this draft because he's mm-hmm. coming away with two guys that he's familiar with and Creed Humphrey, who was his former center, and Devonta Smith, who was his former wide receiver.
1: Absolutely right. Phil now needs building for the future. Markel had a great time talking to you. This is a good draft. Definitely, like like you said, not flashy, but we're building for the future, building to make this Eagles team a championship team for uh, the next couple of years try to get back into contention. Markel, appreciate you. If you guys want to follow him on Instagram and Twitter, we will link that into the description of this podcast. Markel, thanks so much for coming back on.
0: Thanks for having me, man. Anytime.
1: What's up, Eagles Nation? If you're still listening to this, thank you so much for the support. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher. You name it, we're on there. Make sure you tune in and make sure you follow us on social media so you never miss Another episode of the Bird's Banter Podcast. Before we go, I want to remind you about our sponsors. Hey you, yeah you, God Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a Ballsack Beauty Contest. I'm looking out for you because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount if you use code PHL at Manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawn Mower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming game. This is the best trimmer out there to help you trim up the hedges. The trimmer is uh, features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscaped when the when you trim your hedges the tree stands taller inside the perfect package you will also find the manscape crop preserver ball deodorant making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your tender date you will also find the crop reviver ball toner a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible be sure to add the refined cologne to your arsenal. With the perfect package or the performance package purchase, you'll get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented, high-performance, reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at Manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PHL. It's 2021 and you still got Bush? Change that with Manscaped.